Welcome back to my Bible study podcast. I'm Brian, and today we're on episode three of a series called Worldly Hevel, Joy in Christ, a concurrent Bible study of the books of Philippians and Ecclesiastes. So last episode, we introduced the book of Ecclesiastes. Now we turn to the book of Philippians. Remember, Mondays we'll be working through Ecclesiastes, Thursdays through Philippians. That's how the study's going to go. The book of Philippians, it's a short book, just four chapters. It's written by the Apostle Paul. It's in the second half of the New Testament. It's located between the books of Ephesians and Colossians. We'll cover chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 today. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and the servants. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. So I pray that this episode will kind of set up a good introduction of the book of Philippians and it will help us to continue working through the primary question of this study. Where do we turn to find our identity? And what is the source of true, lasting joy? So the book of Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul. If you're unfamiliar with who he was, Paul was a preacher and teacher of the gospel, of the good news of Jesus Christ. Reading through the book of Acts, you will see that Paul wasn't always this way. There was a time when he was actually a rising star in the Jewish synagogues. He was a guy who sought to be the best at following the Jewish laws, memorizing scriptures, and chasing after things that may have been spiritual. But he was far from having a relationship with Jesus. In fact, he brutally imprisoned and oppressed early Christians up until the point of his conversion. After his conversion, he became a preacher, teacher, and a church planter. He would travel around with his core group of guys, and they'd start communities of Jesus followers everywhere they went. This book is actually a letter that he penned to one of the churches that he planted, the church at Philippi. Acts chapter 16 tells the story of some of the Philippian people who converted to following Christ through interactions with Paul, and who may have been part of the original letter's audience. It's an eclectic bunch, but we'll get into that a little more later in our study. It's a group of people from all socioeconomic classes and with very different conversion stories that Paul is writing to. But he is presenting them all with the same message, to encourage them of where they can find contentment, joy, and peace regardless of their testimonies or their current situations. Paul's goal is to underline the gospel. He is laser-focused on the message of Jesus and in helping this church find their identity in Christ alone. So the letter itself was written in the early 60s AD, maybe around 62 AD. This would put it around 10 years after Paul first plants the church at Philippi. There will be a lot of familiar verses in this book. You've probably seen some of them taken out and slapped on a bumper sticker or a coffee mug. Hopefully we'll be able to provide a bit more context during this study. For instance, one interesting note is that Paul is actually writing this letter from a Roman prison cell. Paul is writing an intimate letter to a church that he planted and that he loved. A group that he is not able to go visit himself because his missionary work has landed him in a prison far from them. 
in Philippians, there's this picture of a man in prison not knowing if he will live or die, but having this wonderful contentment. A man who has had lots in the past and who now basically has zero worldly possessions, little comfort, little indulgences, and very little popularity. Literally at almost every stop that he's made since his conversion, somebody has wanted to either imprison him or outright kill him. He knows the roads that people may travel. He understands that finding identity as a servant of Jesus can mean some things that aren't all like roses and, and rainbows. This letter is about joy, and it's about what growing as a disciple of Jesus looks like here on the ground, living in a fallen world. And he wants people to find joy in that, to find joy in Christ through that. It's really just a beautiful book to unpack. In John 12, 26, Jesus states, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am, there will my servant also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor me. So Jesus calls his followers to be servants. And we see this pop up in letters from his followers. In Titus 1.1, Paul introduces himself as Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. The book of James starts off James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Peter starts Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Jude starts out his letter, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ. It was about identity for each of these authors. Identity first and foremost as a servant of God the Father and God the Son. And here in Philippians, Paul also underlines that he and Timothy are servants. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ. That word servant, doulos, literally means a slave. The NLT translation, for instance, translates it slaves of Christ Jesus. It's not about a Western portrait of slavery or an endorsement of what we picture when we might picture slavery. This is about submission to Jesus as Lord over all aspects of our lives. Helps Word Studies says that ironically, doulos is used with the highest dignity in the New Testament, namely of believers who willingly live under Christ's authority as his devoted followers. Paul is focusing upward toward Jesus of the line of David, the true king of all time. He is underlining that yes, he is a servant of Jesus, but finding his identity in this role, it's actually the ultimate source of his joy and peace. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and servants. So we conclude verse 1 here with a couple addresses to the original hearers of this letter to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi. Now, saints here does not equal some upstanding citizen or some super-Christian. It's not about their works, it's about Christ's completed work. Instead, saints is about being found in Jesus, being saved through grace by faith in Jesus alone. So saints here just means to all the Christians. Paul is addressing all believers in the audience. But he doesn't just stop there, as he also specifically calls out overseers and servants. The Greek word we see here as overseers may also be translated in your Bible translation as elders or bishops. The word literally means superintendent. 
The second word might get translated servant or deacons, and it just means minister. So Paul is writing this letter first and foremost. He and he greets all of the believers at the church of Philippi, and then he also will specifically address the leadership, kind of. And remember, Paul planted this church, so there's a decent chance that he knows the leadership personally. Beyond just a greeting, though, what is this section starting to underline? Matt Chandler asked the question, what does it look like to be a saint in Christ? And he has kind of three things that he lists. First, having faith in Christ, having a relationship with Jesus. Second, allowing that relationship to create a transformation where your identity is in Jesus. And then third, the third thing is that your identity in Jesus, it then overflows into your behavior. So right, this Jesus follower thing, it's about identity. And we can take this even further. John Piper says that joy is an essential element of faith and that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. So here, this is about an identity that should create a joy in us. So I've mentioned that the main theme of Philippians come down to joy and identity. Kind of riffing off of what Piper was saying earlier, Piper continues to say that in this book, Paul helps us in three areas. How to understand joy how to pursue it for ourselves, and how to apply it in all of life. Piper concludes that joy is not just the icing on the cake of Christianity, but that it is Christianity. The spotlight for this episode is that understanding who Jesus is is essential for finding our identity in him and experiencing the peace and joy associated with submitting to him in all circumstances. The reflection question is, Is your identity tied to your relationship with Jesus? Are you looking for your identity through something else? Are you spending your days working for the approval of men or of God? The CSB translation of Galatians 1.10 asks, For am I now trying to persuade people or God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So if you're unsure about the answer to that question, or if you're looking for deeper understanding, or you're just looking for a few passages about who Christ is and why he is worth placing your identity in, I highly recommend reading and praying through the following four passages. John 1, verses 1 through 18. Colossians 1, verses 15 through 20. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 and Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 4. As you read through these passages, remember that it's the grace of God that allows us to live a life of faithful identity in Christ and that this new identity should create in us a level of peace. And so Philippians chapter 1 verse 2 becomes an appropriate ending for today. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Next week we're going to tackle the questions of work and toil as it relates to the gospel and our identity. Specifically we'll look at questions like what are we working towards? Why do we toil and strive forward? What's our end game? 
Next Monday, we'll tackle Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 2 through 11. And they start to process through the ideas of hevel and toil and the idea of gain. I strongly encourage you to read along with us. It will only take a couple minutes prior to next episode. So if you could read Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 2 through 11. Unless otherwise noted, the scriptures cited in this episode were from the World English Bible Translation, which is in the public domain. There was one verse in there that was from the Christian Standard, the CSB Bible, and I called that out. At the start of these studies, I always like to share a few resources that I've used, and here's no different. For the book of Philippians, I recommend two different study aids. The Christ-Centered Exposition of Philippians by Tony Merida and Francis Chan and To Live as Christ, To Die as Gain, by Matt Chandler with Jared Wilson. Until next time, though, I love y'all.